Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big, big show coming up today. Anthony Heron's going to join the program, Big Ten Network. And uh, Fox uh, Sports Chicago, we'll talk a little Nebraska-Northwestern with him in Week 0, but also Big Ten and college football in general. Indy Jeff in an hour, he told us flat out, this week he made the biggest outright that he can remember. Biggest outright bet at the FedEx Cup golf tournament that he can recall. Many, many years. Gangsta. Yep. Monster bet. We go from uh, Thursdays with the Maestro to Wednesdays. Mike Palm joins us in studio. And then Todd Dewey, who covers gambling for... The local paper out here is going to be on with the show. We'll talk some Las Vegas football betting contests and these possible overlays, which we brought up on yesterday's program, and how big they might be. Uh, what happened to all this, I want the coach and GM fired talk? <laughs> Two weeks ago. Oh, my God. What a fiasco. I'm glad it's over, though. But I didn't I didn't see this coming. Oh, poor KD. So you were not grabbing the nets along the way no. at uh, 35, 40, 50 to 1 to win the nope. NBA title? Well, nice job if you got the 50-1, to but I wasn't buying it the whole time because the owner 
was saying, I'm not going through that ever again. It was a nightmare. Nick Friedel from ESPN.com, who covers the team, worst locker room he's ever seen and worst he's ever been around in all his years covering the NBA. But it's trade me. Doesn't happen. Fire the coach and the GM. Doesn't happen. I might retire. Mark Stein floated that theory out there. He'd rather retire than go back to the Nets. And then they uh, get in this meeting, sing Kumbaya, and everything's going to work out. And it's not just, well, we'll see. It's not just a commitment for this upcoming season, but the rest of the contract. But, you know, I think the Gobert trade ruined everything. And they they wanted, they were asking for everything, you know, everything with terms of assets. And teams weren't even willing to give up their second best asset, including even when we were excited Monday with the Memphis news, right? Well, it turns out Memphis wasn't even going to offer Jackson or Bain. Think right. about that. It was going to be like that whole deal was going to be uh, involving Memphis's picks, and they have a slew of them coming up. Also, the fact that the Nets really never got involved with the Suns. Yeah. And, and those reports died. Like, they, they can make this happen. Here's potentially DeAndre Ayton and maybe Bridges and, Bridges and somebody else and some picks. And like, nah, we don't really think that's a good enough deal. Yeah. We're not too keen on that. Yeah. Like, what? How, how are you going to do better than the Suns offer? And the Suns would have been silly to do it because they're gutting their entire team then for right. the most part. Marks wouldn't play ball, but Marks was also delusional out of his mind. I mean, again, he's 34 years old with a ton of injuries. Yeah. And they all wanted, I want to be your best player and then a ton of assets too to go along with it. So, yeah, get out of here. I'm not buying that everything's going to be fine. He just asked for the GM and head coach to be fired. Oh, no. Now it's going to be okay? Yeah, tr- trust me. <laughs> everything's not going to be totally yeah. fine moving forward. Uh, and by the way, this – is going to happen again next year. Rest assured, if the Nets get bounced early, they're gonna we're going to go through this exact same thing. Get me out of here. I don't want to be with this team. That will happen, no doubt in my mind. And who's to say Kyrie Irving's going to be on the team on opening night? Is that, or, is or that there? St- yeah, or by the deadline. Bingo. Absolutely. Right. right. I mean, just because this happened yesterday doesn't mean the Nets team that they have on paper starting the season at this point would actually involve Kyrie Irving down the road. It doesn't have to happen. They can still trade that guy. Yeah. Because he he's actually maybe a more a bigger wild card than what uh, KD is. Oh, absolutely, he is. Yes, not Dur- yeah, Dur- What Durant did here? I mean, just he just gave up because Durant just didn't want to hold out and not show up for camp and go through that nonsense. Yep. Which that was the next move, which he could have pulled off. But the whole thing last year was on uh, on Kyrie. And the other thing you have to worry about is 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 Simmons. That's <laughs> okay. All right, we'll see. So the people still betting it yesterday, like they had inside information. You know, be my guest. I think the eight to one is is asinine. Oh, I, I still have them the fourth best team in the East. I mean, they made some nice moves. You get a healthy Harris back. You have Curry. They uh, they pick up Warren. They traded for O'Neal. It's it's a pretty good roster, but it's not even close to Boston and Milwaukee's better. And I still think the Sixers are better. But sure. I, I, I'm to think can Nash still coach? I don't know how good of a coach he is. And I know it was close, but they got swept in the first round. So. And won uh, mid-40 games. Right, right. I will be honest, like uh, full disclosure here, the market that I really wanted to bet with this, I would have been betting KD's next team. I would have taken flyers on the Nets, but that's not available in Las Vegas. So like out in this jurisdiction, you cannot bet props like that. It's not allowed. And I looked for, people were reaching out to me saying, Mitch, like this can happen. And this goes back now earlier in the summertime. And they were saying, you might want to take a peek at the Nets at 50 to 1. I don't think I ever saw the Nets 50 to 1 out here. Did you? I saw, I saw 30, I believe. Yeah, I, I think I saw 30. Maybe yes. there was a 35, and I'm like, uh, 35, no. uh, maybe, but I never pulled the trigger. 50 would have been potentially enticing, but I never saw that out here either. But I know for a fact that it was available because I saw it in other spots in other you know cities and other states. Mm-hmm. So 
But I'm with you. Are they better than the Heat? Hmm. Heat were the one seed last year. I don't think they're going to be the same team uh, coming up this season. But Yeah, they're probably better than the Heat. Yeah. But uh, I think they're in that four to five range Are they with where they're at. Where do the Raptors land? Yeah, they're going to be a tough out. They're better. I think they're better than the Raptors, but the Raptors will be a tough out as well. Uh, you know, the, the, the other thing is I thought this wouldn't happen because when the league came out with the schedule, the Nets were nowhere to be found mm-hmm. as well with national TV games, and that was another thing. Like, why why are the Jazz playing the Knicks in the Jazz-only primetime game in November? Mm-hmm. How it worked out? So, would well, they have to move that along? But yeah, there was a good tweet. Did, did you like the movie Gone Girl? I loved it. Uh, was that the one with Affleck? Yep. Oh, very good. Yep. Allegedly kills his wife. That was excellent. But there was a good tweet about comp- the Nets and KD are living out the end of Gone Girl. Miserable, defeated, but totally connected to one another. And they just have to somehow make this work. <laughs> uh, okay. Right? Absolutely. How it goes. I mean, he's like, no one no one really wanted him. And I, I love Bobby Marks, but I remember the day it happened with the trade re- request, Bobby Marks said this could be the biggest haul in NBA history. And that was, no, that wasn't going to happen because look at what the what the Lakers had to give up to get AD. But you can't give up all this for a guy who's at the back end of his career with all these injuries. I'll tell you, I mean, just running down the teams, listening to you uh, give me your list, and then in my head thinking about how many teams might be better than, think about how loaded the Eastern Conference is next year. Sure. And how Atlanta. Re- how refreshing. We haven't even brought right. up the Hawks. Yeah. That hasn't been a part of the conversation yet. Yeah. The Hawks, I think, are going to be really, really good. Uh, I, I briefly mentioned the Raptors. They're good. Did we haven't even? Why would anybody bring up the Cavaliers? The Cavaliers are potentially damn good next year. Yeah, and that's like eight teams right there. And then there's a playing tournament on top of everything. And then do the Knicks do anything? Evidently, that the report there is that the Knicks Jazz potential trade for New York to land Donovan Mitchell is also stalled a little bit because we don't know how many picks New York wants to involve here. Yes, and Ainge has got to. You know, this is what Ainge does. I'll wait till you're desperate. But I mean, Ainge is asking for everything too. But that's right. You still want to say, well, I'll take the Nets at 8-1. to one. But Well, who makes a big difference? Ben Simmons stinks, and he hasn't played in a couple of years. And we don't know what he has upstairs, what he's going through. Yeah, he, he's good defensively. I'll give, right. I'll give him that. But, but he can't shoot. No, he can't shoot. He's, he's un, he won't. Right. That's he right. won't even that's attempt anything. That's the worst part about it. And you have to be, I mean, this is Captain Obvious checking in. Hello, good morning. Uh He's fried upstairs. Absolutely is. He was supposed to play in that playoff series. Is is that gonna? Is he gonna do a one eighty and all of a sudden be mentally okay this year? Shows up. He's dressed like a hippie. He's rebounding the ball. Then he walks away and he's supposed to play in game three. Nope. Uh, Supposed to play in game four. Nope. Okay. What happened? Right. So, good luck with that. But again, everything that happened last year, this team was in the playing round. So now they're gonna take that big jump. Milwaukee's gonna be better. The Celtics improved their team. Think about that, what they did in the offseason. Right. What they have in Philadelphia. Remember, Harden said I was hurt the whole year. And he's going to dry, he dropped some some pounds. So then you also get some toughness with Tucker, too. Now, it might be crazy because it's still Harden in a big game. But I think Philly's a better team. I cannot recommend betting the Nets at 8 to 1 right now. There's no way. If you missed out on some of the numbers that were potentially available yesterday before this news, it's way too late to bet on this team now. You can't bet 8 to 1. You can't, on, on what is the day today, August 24th? You cannot. There's no way. That's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yep. What happens with Mitchell? I hope he goes to New York, but this is just taken forever here. Well, but according to this one report, the Jazz never asked for seven first-round picks. Okay. But it was. But according to the last report, it was the offer was five first-round picks, Toppin and Fournier. Yeah. 
Now, the Knicks can do better than that with players. But it's like, I'm telling you, this Gobert thing screwed everything up. Who knows what happens if the Timberwolves don't give that up for Gobert? Maybe Durant is a son. Well, or Durant did move, and, and Mitchell's already on the Knicks. How about the report yesterday? Lakers are maybe interested in Donovan Mitchell. Lakers can get a lot of guys. Lakers should be able to grab Bogdanovich and also Beverly. Beverly went after Durant on Twitter, too, which was interesting. Yeah, he did. He you, did. You, you held up the free agency market, too, Kevin, which you did with this. Yeah. Uh, so the blame AD hashtag all, all over Twitter yesterday. So, again, what, what do you think happens in nine months if the Nets lose in the first or the second round, and let's say they win like 47 games in the regular season, they get bounced early. Is it not like a borderline lock we're going to go through the same exact thing? And at that point, Kevin Durant's going to be 35 years old? Yeah. Then you have to rebuild. You have to move on. And, and then what's the asking price going to be for Durant next year? Right. If you were unhappy with uh, what was out there this season <laughs> and never wanted any any deal for him, yeah. I mean, you're going to get 40 cents in the dollar next right. year. Well, he did it to himself, too. Oh, yeah. With all these oh. demands. He hurt his Come value. On. Of course he did. With all these demands. Yeah. I mean, it's like he clearly wants out and doesn't want to go back there. So why am I going to give you an arm and a leg? Power rate the most unlikable players, your top three on the Nets today. Kyrie Simmons, Durant. That, that's your order, one, two, three? Yeah, it's come on. Kyrie just rips apart locker rooms wherever he goes. I How mean, bad it was in Boston. He just, he'll say one thing and then do another. What yeah. do you, what do you, what do you all, in Boston? All this Kevin Durant talk, I'd still rank him third. Yeah. As the most third sure. most unlikable player on the team. I actually think that there's a, maybe a debate that Simmons might be worse than Kyrie. Absolutely. Durant shows up at balls. Yeah. But the one thing I will say, though, too, he did not play well in the, in the Boston series. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Boston had a great defense. But Durant certainly didn't play well in that series. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out the uh, daily specials at the website, which is betrivers.com. We will uh, recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered with a series of city casts to tackle sports betting from the local perspective in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Do some college football here as uh, Anthony Heron is kind enough to join us early on a Wednesday morning. Big Ten Network analyst, also Fox 32 in Chicago, and has a uh, radio show, Big Ten Radio on Sirius XM, played at Iowa in the late 90s and in the NFL. Anthony, uh, it's good to talk to you today. How are you? Yeah, looking forward to it, man. I'm, I'm up right Not quite as early as it is out in Vegas right now, but always good to catch up. Okay, so then this is a uh, it's a big point spread this weekend. Nebraska's laying 13 and I think you can kind of feel the pressure emanating from Lincoln Nebraska already on Scott Frost like my god what happens if they would lose this game? But take us through your expectations for the Cornhuskers this year. They lost every single one score game they played in last year. They blew a lot of fourth quarter leads, but there's been a ton of turnover. That is the state of college football obviously for many of these teams. 
but what are your fair expectations for them this season? And then, like, this game, do they do they control Northwestern on Saturday? Yeah, there, there's never been a team that's lost as many one-score games as Nebraska did last season. And it was a year that it felt like going into Scott Frost's fourth season that it was going to be an opportunity for him to finally break through, at least make a bowl game, you know, if not win the West Division in the Big Ten last year, fourth-year starter quarterback, everything that went into those expectations that folks at Lincoln had last year. And it just, it fell so flat. And there, there is, there's some anticipation for this year, but there's a lot of newness on that roster in that offensive coaching staff. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a little bit of wait and see mode on the Huskers this year. I like the fact that they brought in Mark Whipple from Pitt, but it's going to be a very different offensive approach. And Scott Frost is going to take more of a, a hands-off sort of approach. You know, he'll, he'll certainly have his hands on the offense. I anticipate there'll be kind of a combination of the the run elements that Scott Frost is so passionate about. He was a running quarterback during his Nebraska career. He's always had running quarterbacks as a coach. So I anticipate he's still going to have sort of his his influence on things. But Mark Whipple, we saw that pit offense last year. We know what he did with Kenny Pickett. And Nebraska, they've added some playmakers at receiver via the transfer portal, added a quarterback in Casey Thompson, who he's already announced as the starter via the transfer portal. So there's certainly going to be more of a passing approach to the way Nebraska operates offensively. Do they have the personnel to really truly get in rhythm right off the bat with that? That's going to be the question throughout the early portion of their schedule. You you played the game. I want to know your comments on this because they also have a new O-line coach. And Frost recently said we're averaging 15 to 20 vomits of practice. What do you make of that statement? I gotta be honest. I didn't necessarily have as visceral reaction to it as as a lot of other folks did. Maybe it's just the, the dinosaur in me, where <laughs> vomiting at at a practice was was something that did at various points, both collegiately and professionally. And I do think that he was trying to make a tongue in cheek comment, just to to sort of intimate that his new offensive line coach Donovan Rayola who played the game as well and comes from a football family, but he just had the offensive line working really hard and, you know, said it in a casual setting on a Nebraska podcast and, you know, felt like people certainly took it and, and ran with it. And it, it was, it was maybe a, you know, a badly worded joke, but you know, Scott Frost, this is, this is going to be year five for him at Nebraska. And there's never been any evidence of him mistreating players, overworking, overusing players, so for me, I'm, I'm certainly willing to take it within that context. And he came back, tried to correct it a little bit. But I would say if it were, if it were maybe a different coach who, who had a different resume up to this point in his time at the school he was with, maybe the reaction to it would have been probably a, a bit lesser than it was. But in, in the end, I don't think it's something we're going to be talking about a week or two from now. Okay, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Anthony Heron, our guest. Uh, Big Ten Network, uh, Big Ten Network Radio on Sirius XM as well. We had Andy Staples on last week from The Athletic, and we asked him about a sleeper, just overall in college football, I believe, and he said Minnesota out of the West in the Big Ten. Uh, would you agree with the Gophers as a potential sleeper this year? And if not, which other team would you look at? Oh, I do. I, I definitely agree on Minnesota. They're, they're the squad I would pick in the Big And that's knowing a lot of talent that returns from last season and that they're the team who won the West last year and same, you know, Wisconsin, they're, they're preseason ranked in the top 20 with good reason because we, we have these expectations on an annual basis from the Badgers and Jim Leonard has so much to replace on defense, but I'm confident 
that his defense is going to be great again because he's Jim Leonard and because they're Wisconsin. But in the end, who's the team with the most proven commodities in the West Division right now? Who's the team that's the most versatile in the West Division right now? We've seen what this offense can be with Tanner Morgan, the most experienced returning starter in the Big Ten. We've seen what it can be with Kirk Sharaka as the play caller. They were together back in 2019. And the offensive line has some pieces to replace, but they rotate a lot of bodies through up front. So there's going to be some experience there. They've got Muhammad Ibrahim coming back mm-hmm. and tailback. They've got a slew of talented receivers. And Joe Rossi, the defensive coordinator, has really turned in recent seasons the Gophers' defense into one of the best in the Big Ten as well. And so that receiver core, to me, is sort of the, the, the commodity that Minnesota and P.J. Fleck has that will surprise folks because they're very deep on the outside also. So in the West Division, yes, Minnesota, that's, that's my pick to win the entire division. In the East Division, I don't think Maryland will win the East, but if folks are looking for another surprise in the Big Ten where every year, like you know, a few years ago, Minnesota was the surprise team with double-digit wins. Then Indiana surprised with double-digit wins. Last year was Michigan State, double-digit wins, surprise squad under Mel Tucker. I think Mike Loxley and Maryland have a good chance, even though the East Division is so deep in the Big Ten. I really think they could be a team that, that just pops this year and has a breakthrough. You're also at the Pac-12 Network, and uh, being an old-school guy, what, what does college football look like in four years? Is it going to be three, two or three super conferences and the haves and the have-nots? How, how do you see that? I, I certainly hope it's going to be at least three, maybe four, because, I mean, just, you know, think about our – our political system, guys, is not, you know, having a two-party system just isn't really, it isn't great. It doesn't allow the level of diversity and versatility that you, of thought, of execution that you hope for. So if it is, you know, if, if the, let's assume the Big Ten is going to be one of those mega conferences mm-hmm. that move forward. It certainly looks that way. That's, that's good for business for me. But in the end, if it's just the Big Ten and the SEC, is the sport as healthy as it can be? I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. So I, I hope that you see what remains of the Pac-12, the Big 12, you know, some of the other conferences that will still have an opportunity to maybe compile their resources. I hope we see that just to continue to put together sort of a, a representative product that, that media carriers, that, that television networks will still want to pay big money for because there's still a lot of other great teams yes. that are there. Mm-hmm but there, there will be some separation between the most lucrative conferences and everyone else. But in the end, how much money does a conference really need to, to be formidable anyway? You know, not everyone's going to have an annual billion dollar deal like the big 10, but that doesn't mean they can't play competitive athletics. Yep. Um, how, how close do you think Ohio state is to Alabama this year? Or do you think they're maybe even a little bit better? I mean, I would say just because the Buckeyes don't have, some of the individual proven defenders. You don't have a Will Anderson over there right now. Maybe Jack Sawyer turns into that. Maybe JT Tui Moloow turns into that for the Buckeyes up front. They've certainly got young, talented guys, but right now the main proven commodity on the defensive front for the Buckeyes is Zach Harrison. He's not in the same class as Will Anderson is as a playmaker, but you're going to have Jim Knowles come in as the new defensive coordinator, a more attacking, aggressive style They've got some some experience at linebacker, some experience in the secondary. I'd say the defensive Buckeyes, or their defensive line coach, Larry Johnson, has been so stellar over the years in recruiting and coaching the position really well. I won't be surprised at all if we do see a stud or a couple of individual studs. That's the main spot 
that celebrate that, that separates the tide from Ohio State because both quarterbacks are certainly going to be outstanding yet again. Ohio State's offense is going to be beyond the tide offense this year, not just because of C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, but there's not a receiver core in college football that goes as deep and as hard as the Buckeyes. What I hope, though, and I talked to Ryan Day about this a couple of weeks ago at Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. He seems really, really ticked off by the way that they got pushed around last year by Oregon and pushed around last year by Michigan and even by Utah in the Rose Bowl. Now, they just, you know, they outscored Utah in the Rose Bowl, but they got pushed around by the Utes as well. And I think overall, they spent a lot of time this offseason getting bigger, more physical up front on each side of the line of scrimmage. And Ryan Day's approach, I'll be shocked if it's not a little different. They're running back, Travion Henderson. They're going to be better off if he is the star of stars okay. for the Buckeyes offense, not C.J. Stroud and those receivers, because when you get to the national championship level competition, to the college football playoff, Big Ten championship games, when you get into postseason play, you have to be able to stand up to people formidably, physically, and that's where Ohio State has lacked the last couple of seasons. That rushing attack for the Buckeyes is what I believe needs to lead the way. There's going to be plenty of plays to still be made for them passing the ball. Yeah, you can uh, watch Anthony Heron on the Big Ten Network and follow him on Twitter. He is at Big Ant Heron. Great spot today, Anthony. Thanks uh, so much for the time. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. There you go. Up next, part one of Bill Barnwell's annual top five teams to improve this NFL season column. 20 of 25 teams in this piece over the last five years have improved by an average of 3.1 wins. Always follow, the, follow money. the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSIN's horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. With wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI assisted picks, the First Bet app is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details at vsin.com slash horses. It's time for Jeff Seeley at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter at CutmakerPod as well. Check out the Cutmaker Pod, cutmakerpod.com for the latest plays. Join Telegram to get the round-by-round plays and matchups as well and the uh, live plays that he makes throughout the weekend. Let's start with this, sir. Good to talk to you again. Be careful what market you're betting into. Tell people about this unique format here this weekend, please. Yeah, guys, the format is it's really unique, and the, we only see this once a year. So the setup, setup gives a dramatic advantage to those who are at the top of the FedEx Cup rankings. So the official leaderboard will have Scotty Scheffler at minus 10 before they even tee off. Cantlay will be at minus eight. Xander will be at minus six, et cetera. So that is the official tournament leaderboard. And if you're looking at PGA tour.com or any of anywhere you're, you're following the tournament, that's what people will be following. Then there's also basically a shadow leaderboard that is just for this tournament. So it's very important to make sure you understand for matchups, especially for matchups, but, for you know, outrights and everything else, what you're betting is it the the result of the tournament or is it who plays better in this specific tournament? So is it the is it the result of the tour championship or just this tournament? Be very clear, be very careful. This is easily the most tricky weekend of of PGA Tour season. Yep. Okay. So as we've been like teasing throughout the show, you told us and showed us the ticket. It's your biggest outright to win the FedEx Cup here in a long, long time. Tell us who yeah. you bet and why you like them. 
Sure, guys. So there are there are really only four guys in my mind who can win this tournament. There's maybe maybe five at the most. You got Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, and then there are four guys who are six shots back. It would take a miracle. Maybe a Rory or, or a Finau or somebody could do that. But last year, seven golfers finished at minus 10 or better, not counting starting strokes, with two players finishing at 14 under. In 2020, five players finished at 10 under or better, with the best score being 15 under. And in 2019, only two players were at 10 under or better, with the best score being a minus 13. Only one player has finished at minus 10 or better in the past three seasons with an average finish of 12 and a half strokes under par. And that's Xander Shoffley. He, he did it I, all three years. His average is to yes, 12 Whoa. and a half strokes under par for the for the past three years. Yeah. And he's the only player that's done it all three years. So I believe this is the best Xander Shoffley we've ever seen. He has two wins this summer, one coming at the travelers, another coming at the Scottish finished third at the BMW last week. And it's really hard for me to overlook his course history here relative to the two guys playing ahead of him. So of the players who have played 16 or more rounds here at Eastlake, Xander Rake's third tee to green and first in putting. The two guys ahead of him, Scheffler ranks sixth tee to green and 20th in putting. Mind you, it's only eight rounds. And in 16 rounds here, Patrick Cantlay is 10th tee to green, 19th in putting. Last year when Cantlay won the Tour Championship, he actually lost strokes putting here. So if mm-hmm. Sanders shoots 14, 14 under, only a stroke and a half better than his three-year average, Cantlay shoots a 10 under, which is really good, and Scheffler shoots 10 under, Xander's in a playoff against Scheffler. If Xander matches his best result here and he shoots 15 under, I think he wins the tournament. The odds without, and the odds without starting strokes, so to take the starting strokes out, just the pure odds to have the best score in the tournament. The three favorites are Xander, Rory, and Cantlay, not even Scheffler. So he's one of the three co-favorites to win without starting strokes. And then lastly, Xander has never shot over par here. His last eight rounds have all been under par, and 11 of his last 12 have been under par. In those same last 12 rounds, he has a 64, a 65, and two 66s. So a six under round is definitely not under the question. Uh, the question here, Xander, I think for the price, if you get him at six to one or better, plus 600 or better, I think Xander is the best value uh, on the board and the clear, clear, clear play to me this week uh, to win the, the, the FedEx Cup, just based on pricing value. And, and frankly, a guy who I just think will end up winning. Excellent breakdown. So yep. that, that's, it's all tied together then. It's current form. Uh, the course form here, but as you said, you threw it out there a couple of minutes ago. Do you think this is the best Xander has ever played in his life? Well, there's no question. The difference is he's winning, right? Yes. And we've seen him string together plenty of seconds, but I kind of think it started with the gold medal in the Olympics. Maybe that got a monkey off his back. And then he's, you know, when you win back to back here and he didn't win back to back a year ago, he won back to back two months ago. So, I mean, he, his form is good, played well last week. Um, I think he's going to be super comfortable. I, I also think that Patrick Cantlay will be comfortable. I think the, the biggest regression we'll see will probably come out of Scotty Scheffler. Um, the question, the question now for the the fun really is who can you, who can you look at and say, you know, who's going to make the biggest run? Cause when you're looking at things like DFS, for example, 
you want to have a guy in your DFS lineup, your DraftKings lineup, who can make a big run and, and can and can really and that's where I think is going to be the the fun part to watch. And mm-hmm. so I've got a I got a dark horse in this field that I like who from if you know if you look at the board without starting strokes. I think there's a guy who'll be interesting. Okay, follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Seeley, our guest at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter, the Cutmaker Pod, CutmakerPod.com. Tell us about the uh, the dark horse, no starting strokes, and give us a couple matchups then, please. Yeah, guys. So you can find Billy Horschel at thirty-five to one or better to win the tournament with no starting strokes. So Horschel is actually fourth in the field in total strokes gained at Eastlake. So he's got really good course history. I think he makes a really good matchup or group bet play as well. So there's an interesting tournament drop on DraftKings, excuse me, tournament group on DraftKings this week with Spieth, Neiman, Connors, and Harmon. And you've got Horschel at four to one. A bet I think is really interesting. I also played him in a matchup, a plus 105 against Morikawa. Did you guys see Morikawa at all last week, guys? Did not, no. I, I had him, so I watched a little bit. Yeah, yep. He, I mean, he, his putting is back to being disastrous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a, he had a 10 on a hole last week. I mean, that's really, really hard to do as a PGA tour pro. I mean, his, <laughs> yes, changed it his grip, it, it's really, it, it's, it's almost impossible. He's like, he's changed his grip so many times. He's gone from that claw now back to the traditional. I mean, he is lost with the putter and I don't expect him just to suddenly find it this week. Billy Horschel, a guy who, is you know again good good form coming in really good course history here really accurate driver of the golf ball I like him a lot and he's plus money in a matchup against Morikawa I think that's tremendous but I do want to point something out about matchups in general again be careful when you're looking at matchups so a good example is you might see Scheffler at one I think he's minus one fifty minus one fifty five Cantlay plus one twenty five on the surface and just in this tournament that's a Cantlay play all day long. But you got to understand that that's factoring in Scheffler's two-stroke lead. So again, be really, really careful when you're betting the matchups this week and you're looking at those um, who you you know who you like. And I, but I, I do think Horschel makes for a tremendous matchup play. I think Xander makes for a tremendous matchup play. You know, in in general, while it's it's factored into the price, you're going to get a good price on him because because he is a few back. Whether it's via Cantlay against Cantlay, I really like it against Scheffler. Um, I think I, I'm all in on Xander this week. I think we see a good result, and uh, I think we're we're celebrating on uh, Sunday night. Very good, excellent breakdown, my friend. Thanks for a few minutes. We'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas, take care. There Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Seeley, great job. One of the best at golf. There you go. At Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, very tricky. It is. So good explanation here about what you're you're looking at. Um, the email here on the show is ftm at vsin.com. Ftm for follow the money at vcin.com to close the show yesterday we kicked around like best time zones to watch mm. and bet on sports and uh we got a, a great email this morning from mark he's listening to us live today from hungary all right and evidently he's well, okay so here's the breakdown going over that time zone discussion yesterday in college he said for five years i had a friend as a flatmate and we watched every single NFL game every week. So that's 2.30 a.m. Friday mornings for Thursday night football. Oh. Then from 7 p.m. on Sunday until 5.45 a.m. on Monday when Sunday night football ended. And then Monday night football the next night. He said it was pretty hardcore. As you can imagine, I wasn't a big party guy in the first three years in college. But I juggled watching the NFL with partying in the last two. And I still got my bachelor and master's degree. 
job, kid. I mean, that is excellent, Mark. Thank you so much for the feedback. Well done. Yeah. And uh, hello to you in Hungary today. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. Peekable Hungary. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Mike Palm's going to add it to his list later yeah. on today. For us, it's uh, for our schedule. It's Hawaii, and it's a no-brainer. I mean, imagine it could have been all right. One o'clock, baseball, Yankees, Mets. Uh, how about day games? Go. How about day baseball right. games? Yeah. Seven thirty-five in the morning, Hawaii sure. time. Beautiful, beautiful. That'd be after the second walk on the beach, for me. Yeah, absolutely. The second walk in the first five years <laughs> since you've been there. Absolutely. I think that uh, is so cool, man, to get that from Hungary today. That's awesome. And that's he just like this is what we had to do. Yep. I tweeted it out. Uh, at Polly Howard with a Y, and uh, Mitch tweeted it out too, but uh, at Beeson Live to see the clip from yesterday. Oh, it's a fun discussion. But, I mean, the East Coast is really bringing up the rear there. I mean, it's, it's a killer. I mean, world, all big events, World Series, every, I mean, look how late. Primetime football games? Come on. Uh, look, at, look, at, look at if you're a Yankee fan. Late night NBA, late night right. baseball, all Yan- of them, Yankees, yes. Yankees start this West Coast road trip Right. What is it, that's, uh, what, uh, 10.30 first pitch? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. Jeez. Difficult to pull off. Yeah. You know? Uh, Okay, up next, part two of Bill Barnwell's annual top five teams to improve this NFL season column. It's no surprise that a couple of uh, 2021 bottom feeders made his list. We told you about the Lions. There's another one on it. We'll tell you which team that is coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Palm. I am the smartest man. All right. Top three this week. Baldelli bounced. Last night's Twins Astros game from Minute Maid Park in Houston featured six no-hit innings from presumptive American League Cy Young winner Justin Verlander. Verlander left after 91 pitches with no-hitter intact as he was on a 90-pitch count as the Astros transitioned from a six to a five-man rotation. Also, he said after the game he knew he wasn't going to throw 130 pitches to get through nine innings and try for his fourth career no-hitter, especially after Tommy John's surgery. But the game also featured an odd situation in the bottom of the fifth inning. Twin starter Aaron Sanchez grazed Astros second baseman Jose Altuve to lead off the frame. As Altuve walked to first base, he exchanged words with Sanchez, who was still on the mound. Both benches cleared. While the two sides talked it out and cooler heads prevailed, Twins manager Rocco Bodelli stood next to his pitcher Sanchez on the mound. As the teams were dispersing and heading back to their dugouts, the four umpires huddled. Home plate umpire Rod Drake indicated to the PA booth by pointing that he was charging the Twins with a mound visit. The new pace of rules, the new pace of game rules state that any time, except in the case of an injury, that a manager or coach speak with the pitcher on the mound, it is considered a visit. The second visit during an inning forces the removal of the pitcher. Well, Sanchez, perhaps rattled by the hit by pitch of Altuve in the dust up, proceeded to walk Yuli Gurriel on four pitches, putting runners on first and second with no one out. 
This precipitated Twins pitching coach Pete Maki coming out to talk to Sanchez. As soon as Maki hit the mound, Rob Drake ordered the pitching change. Here's the problem. The Twins were unaware that Baldelli had been charged a mound visit after the hit by pitch. There was no one warming up in the Twins' bullpen. Whoever Baldelli chose to relieve Sanchez would get just eight warm-up pitches from the mound. So Baldelli did the only thing he could to try to mitigate a bad situation. He argued. And he argued. Then crew chief Todd Titchener ejected him. And then he argued some more. Cole Sands followed Sanchez and got through the bottom of the fifth unscathed. The Astros won the game 4-2, earning Verlander his 16th victory of the season. Here's Rocco Baldelli after the game. We were alerted that there was a, a visit given to me during a bench-clearing incident. So I didn't agree with it. I didn't like that it was given in the first place. But I really didn't like the um, lack of communication on a really unusual play uh, and you know, period of time when there's people all over the field, um, my back's to the field, walking back to the dugout uh, after everything, and then being told that that's the case, I, I didn't like it. I, I think at the bare minimum, um, you know, I think there's probably, uh, it's necessary for someone to come over and let us know that a visit was given. Well, Delhi's exactly right. Here are the problems. Number one, the old rules allowed for umpire discretion when, cha uh, when charging mound visits. There is no discretion in the new speed, uh, the pace of game rules. But more importantly is the communication here that Baldelli spoke about. The umpire and crew should have been explicit in explaining to Baldelli that they were charging him a mound visit. He's right. His back was turned to them walking to the dugout when Rob Drake points to the PA booth. Clarity on the rules and their application should always be a priority in all sports at any level. Number two, you can always count on Laz. In last Monday night's contest between the Mariners and the Angels in Anaheim, Carlos Santana came up with a runner on first and one out in the ninth inning in a 2-2 tie. Angels reliever Aaron Loop threw three balls and two strikes to Santana, and yet Santana walked. How? The first pitch was a ball. The second pitch was a strike, and runner Mitch Haggerty advanced to second when Angel catcher Max Stassi mishandled it. On the next pitch, Haggerty straight stole third. Although the pitch was low, Diaz clearly called it a strike. The next pitch was a ball. Diaz then signaled 2-2 was the count. Santana immediately protested. I truly believe he thought Diaz had called the low third pitch a ball. Diaz, after talking with Santana, then agreed with him and indicated the count was 3-1. The fifth pitch was a ball and Santana was awarded a walk when the count was really 3-2. What followed was truly a comedy of errors. Three straight ground balls directly to Angels fielders, and somehow the Mariners scored four times, including a rundown where the Angels failed to cover home. After the game, Laz Diaz answered questions on the situation. I said, no, it's 2-2. Then I started thinking maybe it is 3-1 because I forgot I called that pitch a strike. There were so many pitches going on. I lost count on that first pitch. I knew I called a strike on the steal. And that's the only one I remembered. I couldn't remember the pitch before that. I messed that one up. If only someone could invent a device that umpires could hold in their hand to keep track of the count. Maybe even something they could click. But, <laughs> but Diaz is not the most outrageous part of this story. How about the Angels catcher, Max Stassi, who said nothing? How about the pitcher, Aaron Loop, the manager, Phil Nevin? All the players, 
The other three umpires. No one knew the count? It's unfathomable. I guess this shows you just how checked out this Angel team really is. And number one, the power of guilt. Many feel that White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf's guilt over firing Tony La Russa in 1986 was the reason he rehired him two years ago. And perhaps that guilt is preventing him from canning the 77-year-old La Russa for a second time. This sad season for La Russa and his team keeps getting worse. The Sox find themselves 62-61, and 61, four games behind the Guardians in the AL Central with the Twins in between and five games out of the third wildcard spot. Beyond disappointing for a team that won its division by 13 games last year. On Friday night in Cleveland, for the second time this year, La Russa intentionally walked a better when he was ahead 1-2 in the count. That's like punting on third and two. And that wasn't his worst move in the last five days. The series finale in, in Cleveland on Sunday had ace Dylan Cease going for the Sox against the Guardians. However, the game was rained out. On Monday, the Sox had a day game makeup in Kansas City against the Royals before heading to Baltimore for a three-game series. La Russa decided to save Cease for the opener in Baltimore on Tuesday night and pitched Michael Kopesh instead on Monday. Kopesh, who's been maligned by injuries this year, was clearly struggling with his warm-up pitches from the mound before the bottom of the first inning. He had a problem with his left leg, specifically his knee. He couldn't land with it. He couldn't plant. The trainers came out. The coaches came out. And what did Tony decide? Nah, go ahead and give it a try. That lasted all of 18 pitches. 10 balls, 8 strikes, 4 batters, 2 walks, a hit by pitch, a single, no recorded outs, four earned runs. The Sox would lose six to four to the Royals. The hardest pitch Kopech threw was 88 miles per hour. Let's listen to Larusa after the game. Yeah, he, he made a little move after he made the, I think, second pitch. He didn't feel anything the first time. That was it. Oh, he felt good. So what? You try to let him pitch through it. Try to well. He, he threw some balls to make sure, and he said it feels no pain, no pain. So, well, you know, if you're feeling no pain, it doesn't affect your arm, then you don't see what you got. But you see the velocity was down, so didn't push it. And so all of a sudden, uh, the bullpen is what it was. You got empty. Well, we, I mean, I mean, it's a frustrating loss. We were down 4 nothing. We came back to tie it. It's the same club. You know, we lost 6-4. So you want to say we're lousy, say we're lousy. We came back 4 nothing. But with the frustrating part, we, you know, we had, what, 10, 11 hits? You know, we had some chances for one hit to break open the inning. You know, Mandos came through a couple of times. We had good hitters and we just left a lot of guys on base. So a very frustrating loss. Meanwhile, he said after the second pitch, he made a little move. He couldn't even warm up and plant his leg. And Vince Velasquez comes in and goes three and a third innings of no runs to get him back in the game. That decision could have made before Kopech even started the game. What is he doing? This time, Tony, you lost the game for the team before it even began. And that is no hyperbole. Yep. Well said. It's a, I called it a wasted year earlier today. Absolutely. What a debacle. The, how about the team meeting they had last week? To let the players know they're too cocky. And, and then Hendricks came out and said it was a good meeting, you know. We finally figured out we're not going to win the division by 13 games this year. We got to get it together. It's mid-August. Right. They're having a team meeting about Hundred, being too cocky. 115 in, in third place. Yep. Walking guys with a one-two count. Uh-huh. So brutal. Jesus, Yeah, Tony. think about that. I mean, it's it's not the same level as Urban Meyer last year, but that was a totally wasted season uh. for Jacksonville. 
this is a, it's a wasted year for the White Sox. I want to go back to the first point with Baldelli about communicating. I, uh, I, yeah. I worked a lot of games for Cedar Rapids Jefferson, and their coach, <laughs> Larry Niemeyer, who passed away here about a month ago, winning a softball coach in the history of the U.S. But there's a rule in Iowa, a girl can only play in three games in a day, right? Okay. And they had an eighth grader that was their starting shortstop on their varsity team, but she was also catching for their JV team, and they had simultaneous tournament. Well, anyhow, she played a JV game in the morning. She played the winner's bracket final for the varsity team in the afternoon. She was playing, and then she was going to play in the in the JV final game, and she came out to catch. And I went over to the coach. I said, "This is her third game. She's not going to be able to play in the varsity final." He said, "Thank you. I, I totally blew that." And they pulled her out, or she wouldn't have been playing shortstop. But you got to communicate. That's the whole point: is to communicate yeah. as an official. Sure, yeah. sure. Good job. Up next, in pocket plays, and we have to ask Mike about the story of twenty-two million dollars in unclaimed vouchers. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.